1: Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. I'm Jalen. That's John. John, it's always good to see you. How are you doing?
0: Hey Jalen, uh, it's good to see you too. It has been a long time since we have recorded. Yes. Um, these episodes might be coming out kind of close together. I don't think it's, we're, I don't think we're doing weekly right now, but um, I think between the last episode and this one, we had things like Christmas and New Year's in between. So we've had a few weeks uh, off from our recording schedule and it's good to be back on with you. I feel like every time we do this though, every time we take a break, I have to like re-remind myself how we do this. So, but yeah. How was your, how was your uh, Christmas and New Year's?
1: Uh, they were a lot of fun. We spent a lot of time with family. We went out to my in-laws for a few days. I hung out with, we hung out with my brother's family as well. And just overall, it was fun. It was good. Uh, our oldest um had the option of going to the youth winter retreat but he asked if he could stay home because he wanted to spend time with his family Mm. so we said fine (laughs) (laughs) no it was great Uh, we spent a lot of time together and and then we had a big new year's eve party as we typically do with our church family which was really cool i did not realize that we could get roast baby pigs in hmm. chicago did you know that have you ever had it in chicago
0: maybe I've, not a baby
1: one right because i've only had those in hong yeah i've only had those in like hong kong um but one of our small groups actually had that for one of their like special they had like a special whatever fellowship thing and they're like yeah we got this baby pig from this local chinese grocery store and we're like hmm. what so we ordered one of those for our New Year's Eve gathering, and it was also a potluck. And so people brought a bunch of stuff. And so it was really fun. We just hung out and people played board games and we just talked for a long time. We didn't stay until midnight because everybody's got young kids. Uh, we typically do like in the past, we've done countdowns. We turn the clock to nine o'clock uh, <laughs> or when it turns nine o'clock, we turn it to midnight. and We pretend mm-hmm. like we're counting down uh, we didn't do that this year. We just kind of, people just kind of trickled out and, uh, but overall it was great. Um, spent a lot of time with our church family as well as family. So, um, it was overall really good, really fun. How about for you? Yeah,
0: it's been good. Um, my Christmas and New Year's were pretty crazy. I think just busy. Um, normally I would really prefer to, you know, take a break and see family, but, um, sometimes just with ministry,
1: um, you know, things come up. And so, uh, this year, well, yeah. And Christmas happened to be on a, yes. on a Sunday, right. right. Which made things kind of crazy. But. So,
0: and new year's was a Sunday too, actually. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so both of those were work days. Um, I actually was, I preached like the week before Christmas, the Sunday before Christmas at church. And, um, you know, I thought after the, after that Sunday passed, the Sunday before Christmas, that I had two weeks now to focus on all the final prep for um, our young adult retreat. And so we had a young adult retreat over New Year's weekend, uh, our church, along with a couple other Alliance churches here in the Bay Area, um, and uh, was planning to use those two weeks to prepare. um, But then like midweek between like three or four days before Christmas, I found out that one of our pastors was under the weather he had COVID. And uh, I, won't, I won't name him even though he's been on the podcast. Um, but <laughs> last minute, uh, I had to cover for him in two services. And mm-hmm. then actually, uh, Pastor Ted, my lead pastor, he covered the other services that day. And mm-hmm. so we had multiple pastors who were under the weather. Um, and yeah, so it was it ended up being a very hectic, you know a couple days before christmas because i all all of a sudden went from like i'm not preaching this weekend to oh i'm preaching twice this weekend mm. and then i had to fit in all the retreat prep for the the week after um but it ended up being good and i enjoyed it, it was my first time preaching on christmas day just because you know christmas is not always on a sunday right And even if it is it may not necessarily be my turn or my opportunity sure. to preach Um, and so I think that was the first time ever that I preached on Christmas day. It was good. Very
1: cool. Yeah.
0: So, and then, uh, the weekend after we had our young adult retreat and that was, uh, it was really good. Um, you know, I think in, in the weeks and months leading up to the retreat, we've been praying that the Lord would just really, um, pour out his presence on us. And, uh, we were really reminded that he was doing that because, um, it rained in California for like a week straight, two weeks yeah. straight almost. Uh, in fact, during the retreat, I think we only had like a couple hours where it wasn't raining right as we were heading home. So it was very wet, uh, but very good time. Lots of, um, yeah, just lots of cool stories from that retreat and uh, people encountering Jesus. So it was good.
1: Yeah, It's great. Yeah, I know that that's something you want to kind of talk about today. And that's something that I, I'm kind of interested in hearing about, like for you having been to so many retreats, like that's a, that's a huge part of, I think when you were a youth pastor, like mm-hmm. that was such a key component of youth ministry for you. And a lot of it for you was like the planning of it, the, the, that, you know, doing it. Um But now you've had more opportunities to like be like the speaker for the retreat like mm-hmm. which one have you enjoyed more more
0: <laughs> uh, i've definitely planned a lot more retreats than i've spoken at retreats um i would just say maybe for me personally i i prefer planning the retreat to speaking because that means it's a retreat for my own people like the people that i'm serving and ministering to whereas usually when you're a guest speaker or retreat speaker you're speaking for people you may not know and you're getting to know them over the course of the weekend and that's all always a lot of fun and and good times too Uh, but it's just different i think yeah what about what about for you though you know between working planning a retreat or speaking at one what would you prefer
1: i think i prefer the speaking (laughs) Uh, and maybe that's just because i've done that more Um. um But I, I think the and, and part of it, I think, too, is just uh, I think the, the way that both of us are wired, like mm-hmm. we enjoy like the discipleship component of 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 preaching, of ministry, of when you're at a retreat that I think we recognize that as like the the speaker at a retreat, like you're you, you're, you're not only preaching, you're also connecting with mm-hmm. the people who are there. Right. And so. Yeah there's a lot more energy that goes into just preparing the sermons and then preaching it, but you're connecting with people deeply. You're answering questions that they may have that you don't, you, you don't have, you have very little context as far as like their background and their faith and stuff. And so I kind of like that, just trying to figure out like doing the, uh, I forget who who coined the term of just doing like, um, like uh, spiritual triage, just figuring out mm. where people are mm-hmm. at and, and trying to address that. And um, so I, I like, uh, just hanging out with people for the first time and getting you know. to know where they're at and connecting with them. So that part of it's really fun to me. And, and of course I just enjoy the preaching part too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jalen, this is why it's perfect for you to come speak at one of our retreats because <laughs> we get the best of both worlds. Like I plan it, and then you get to go speak at it and meet new folks and things yeah. like that. So we're definitely gonna have to figure that out put that on the schedule at some point in the, in the years ahead. I don't, I sure. think, I'm at a point now where I used to maybe be able to, like you know, my body and my brain could handle more than one retreat, you know, at least the planning side of it, more than one a year. Um, but I don't know if I can do that quite so much anymore. It's starting to catch up to me. A
1: no, little bit. you could totally do. How? What, <laughs> how? I feel like I feel like when we were when you were youth pastor out here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the Chicago area that. It was like every other weekend you guys were planning a retreat. That's what it felt like to me. I'd be like, hey, John, what's going on? And you're like, oh, I'm getting ready for another retreat. I'm like, how are you guys always doing retreats? I feel like yeah. you, you did a ton of them. I, I don't, maybe it just felt that way. We definitely had
0: like a big retreat, youth retreat for our own church every winter. And oh. then in the summer, we would join with the other Chinese churches in Chicago and do like a week-long camp. But I, I didn't plan that. At least I was not the top person planning, you know, I mean, I was sure. involved, but didn't carry the same responsibilities at a camp like that. Um, yeah. And then we also had like two, we would have two leaders, student leader retreats um, a year, one in the fall to kind of kick off the year and then one in the winter uh, to start the second semester. So I guess those would be the four, and those are very different, like there's a huge difference between planning a retreat for like 40, 50, 60 people versus like you know 10 to 15 people even though there is a lot of planning that goes into it but i i enjoyed all those different kinds of retreats um at least for from a ministry standpoint that was that was what uh i was responsible for and then sometimes i'd go on like like a pastors retreat but yeah. i didn't plan anything we just like yeah. a few pastors went for a time to rest and hear from the lord together
1: so those are good too. yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm interested like what what is the rate of retreats that you guys do at your current church because so it sounds like for your yeah for your so for when you were a youth pastor you had about four a year right Uh Uh uh-huh more that you were more or less kind of leading or at least having some planning to do yeah um so for 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 that ministry like beyond the youth like what were there other retreats that the church did
0: Um, at, yeah, at my previous church in Wheaton, we, I feel like maybe on occasion, so not every year and not even, and during my time, and I was there for like 12 years, I can't remember doing this more than twice, maybe we would occasionally have like an all church retreat, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, but that was like, it was like the Olympics like once every four years, because it's so much, there's so much logistics that have for to sure. happen for right. a multi-congregational church to do a retreat, you know? Yep. Oh, I guess, I guess what I'm also forgetting is that on top of the youth retreat, I also planned our young college and young adult retreat every year. There you go. Right. For, okay. That, and that's, and you've spoken for both actually, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. There, it was more than four retreats a year then.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 So,
0: one every 10 weeks or so maybe.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah.
0: But I I I love it. I think just retreat ministry has always been something that I've really enjoyed. Um just it's this unique combination of um a lot of time together which you wouldn't normally have at least in a youth ministry or a young adult ministry like where where you're maybe more meeting like for a couple hours a week. You have like mm-hmm. Two, three, maybe four days all together. Um, and it, that's really an opportunity to like um, create shared memory and to do things that you might not normally do um, during your regular ministries, uh, as far as like the, you know, having linked messages over a weekend. So kind of like an, an intensive, you know, And it's a it's a chance for I think for people to really meet with the Lord. Um, Not that I think God speaks more or differently at retreats. But I do think that oftentimes when people go on retreats, they they're more prepared to hear what God might have to say to them. Yeah, you're purposely
1: setting aside time mm -hmm. to to do that. Yeah,
0: being intentional about it, even intentional about like maybe spending time in the word. more or at least more intentional intentional than you might otherwise be doing. You're in some ways kind of stepping away from some of the distractions of, of home and your regular schedule. And, and I think that what that does is it really prepares our hearts to listen well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really enjoy retreat ministry. I have good memories both as a pastor, but also when I was a student, a young person, The Lord really grabbed hold of my heart in significant ways at camps and retreats. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, Like, so I'm, I'm curious about like your church now, are there beyond the youth and even for the young adults? Like, do you guys have retreats for adults?
0: Yeah. We actually had an all church retreat earlier this year in October. Hmm. Yeah. Which makes it sound like I'm on a retreat every weekend and that's not true you know that was our first one since i moved here yeah and we've only had two young adult retreats since i've been here it's been almost 3 years um you know and actually prior to that young adult retreat last year we had not had one like that for over a decade so oh. maybe this is this is what i'm bringing to the table now i'm starting to realize there's a pattern here
1: you know <laughs> yeah no so cuz i'm I think for, I think definitely like the church has to have like a culture. It starts mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that culture can develop and build. I think if your church and your congregation, if the people are aware that this is something that we just do, like this is part of the life of the church, mm-hmm. then it becomes, it just becomes part of the, the rhythm of the church, right? Yeah. Whereas like, so I realized for our church, we, we do the all church retreat every year. But we are—we don't do any of the planning, or we do hardly any of the planning. Hmm. We just do the, the the bare minimums, but all the challenging, like logistics stuff, is handled by the Chinese congregation. Okay, and... so like
0: English side doesn't do a whole correct. lot. Of
1: correct, correct, okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and I think that I, I wonder if so we don't do any of the retreats uh, our, you know, either the the Chinese congregation or the English congregation, besides that once a year, um, Mm -hmm. our youth are starting to now because we have a youth pastor and he's like, that's something that's he's passionate about. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like this past year, we, we put in a budget, we put our budget that we want to have our small groups at least go on retreats. And so Mm -hmm. two of our three small groups did, did a retreat. Oh. Um, and it was, I mean, it was very simple. It was just kind of like an extended, long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very minimal, sort of like, um, yeah, very simple, very basic. They didn't have any like guest speaker. It was just like the small group mm-hmm. leader preparing some devotions, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, which I think is, which I think is healthy, which I think is good. But I also feel like, like you were saying, there's such benefit and health to purposefully setting aside time going away as a congregation or as a church Mm -hmm. and focusing on a particular theme or a passage or just you know growing together Mm -hmm. and so i i like i'm thinking about like okay how do i build that into the rhythm of our church Mm -hmm. Um, and especially for like a lot of our chinese heritage churches that probably have a lot of families in it that becomes challenging with because you're not just you're not just preparing like for a group of adults but also for the kids mm-hmm. too like that's almost a separate retreat in itself right that's a separate sort of thing so um but I want to no. do that so I don't know yeah I don't know
0: I mean I think like when I think about retreats and what elements kind of are really essential and then what are um are good but maybe will will be different from church to church or retreat to retreat and and I feel like the element of really, Time together is important, and no matter how big the group is, if if people go and they feel like they're not spending time with other people, I think you might wonder, like, well, why didn't I just go on like a personal vacation, or mm-hmm. you know? So I think there's this communal aspect to it that is really important, uh, and then I think the other really important thing is the the spiritual development side of a retreat, and and I think something that I'm realizing is that that can be very different for different people, different groups in different seasons, right? Mm. Like like you were mentioning a church like yours, which has a lot of young families, probably a different type of retreat than a college student retreat, you know, or a youth retreat or something. Um, and even the way that, you know, you might engage with the Lord and uh, have your faith challenged and your walk with Christ grown may look different. And, and I think that's okay. Like, you know, one retreat having a speaker versus another retreat doing different things, like maybe more listening activities, like activities that help you encounter the Lord in a personal way, like with some hiking or some, you know, I know different reflective activities, but like a retreat of silence sort of thing. Like I think those are just as valuable as kind of the big conference style retreat too. Yeah. And so um, I, I just feel like, when I think about those two things, like the communal aspect and then the spiritual development aspect of retreat, like that opens up so many different ways that you can engage and and connect, you know, churches with that or churches can, can engage their people with those things and, you know, probably you need to know the needs of your people and like what's good for them, because yeah. I, I feel like you could have a group and think, Oh, this retreat's going to be great we're going to be up on a mountaintop and like you know doing all this outdoorsy stuff and you know connecting with creation which for some people they love it and then for folks who are like i'm a city person i'm from the midwest i like flatland not you know <laughs> you know hilly terrain or mountains or hiking like that's going to end up being like not a restful retreat and it's going to end up not be more of a distraction than something that draws people into the heart of god And so I just feel like, yeah, there's so many ways to do it.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that a lot of, I feel like Chinese heritage churches obviously tend to be a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. there's opportunities there. What I found is that like, even for our all church retreat, we actually have two other churches that join our all church retreat. I think that's something cool that we, you know, that we could explore more. Right. Like, Mm -hmm there's, there's probably plenty of other churches that they might feel like they might have not have the resources or, yeah. you know, the the people to put together a retreat. But if you combine with another church or two, even mm-hmm. and just say, Hey, let's mm-hmm. go together and um, partner together. That kind of, that kind of gives you a better glimpse too, of the, the larger body of Christ. And, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I'm also realizing, like we've been talking about retreats so far, for the most part, from like a logistical standpoint of planning and things like that. But there's, we could do like a whole episode just on like, serving at a retreat, you know, you and I have both Mm -hmm. served at um, youth retreats in the past, not just as speakers, but as you know, like, as leaders, small group leaders, um, worship team, worship leaders, things like that. And retreats are not just places where we go and we can receive from the Lord, even though that's the primary thing. It's also a place where we can really serve. And that as the Lord is, you know, filling us and speaking into us that we're passing that on to other people and, and helping others come, you know, encounter Jesus in significant ways. And so, you know, I I feel like there is something about retreat ministry that is very, very valuable, um, on multiple, multiple levels. It's not just purely like, let's get away. It's not just purely, let's plan this for the youth group or something, but it gives people opportunity to serve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I do think that one of my, I mean, some of my favorite memories as a college student or like just recent post college um, was serving in the high school retreat or camp that, Mm -hmm. you know, the church that we grew up at did. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, those were super meaningful for me not just on the receiving end, but like you're saying, like being able to serve. And, uh, I mm-hmm. felt like I grew a lot as a, as a minister through yeah. those, through those opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Same. And, and I'm still, I'm still growing when I go serve there because I'm still going back every summer to serve with you them. Are. Yeah. And how, and, uh, how much longer are you doing that, John? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, cause I feel like your oldest is going to be there, maybe there soon. <laughs> So there, there probably needs to be a serious conversation about whether or not I'm still going to be there when he arrives. How crazy would Um, that be? Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have not, I have not made any decisions or promises that I have to keep. So,
1: okay. Let me put you on the spot and ask you this. Mm -hmm. Um, for adults, give me your top one or two retreat sites in the Midwest. (laughs) Like near Chicago or near like my church, where I could, where I could yeah. find something or, or schedule something for adults. Yeah. Oh man. So let me let me provide a little more context for. Okay. I mean, you know, but mm-hmm. for our, our listeners too, you know, our church is in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. Um, you know, I think they would prefer they, they they would like to have more of the the niceties. Yeah, and the, and the luxury. The so we're not, 90s. yeah, we're not gonna be, we're not gonna be camping out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So give me your, give me your top one or two for my church mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Midwest.
0: You know, Gina, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. All of my time in ministry in the Midwest was as a youth pastor. So, amenities was not first on the list of things that I was thinking about. <laughs> for right. All right. Yeah. I mean i was like i was thinking what kind of you know what's their tubing hill like right (laughs) how close are they to a hospital and you know how many hours on a bus will i have to be with these students going there um so i and okay so i'll give this plug and it's because i i don't know if it will be exactly what you're looking for but it, it would be worth considering and they did not pay me to say this in any way um and i haven't been up there in a few years uh but one of the retreat sites that always ministered to me which, which like and this is strange right because normally you'd think like you go do a retreat and they have to like pay their people and keep the lights on so to speak right so um sometimes you might find a retreat site that's like it feels like you're just dollar signs most don't want to be that way but occasionally it feels that way but this retreat site that i'm about to talk about i never felt that in fact i felt the opposite i felt like they really emphasized their desire to uh, partner with pastors and make their space like a place where people can encounter the lord so that's why i want to plug them specifically um even though there's a lot of other great places in the area uh, I just don't know how, yeah, how great that would be for a group mostly of adults. But Expeditions Unlimited, which I would go up to with um, my student leaders annually for a retreat, they would also host a pastor's retreat uh, or just even like a weekend where pastors could go and use their facilities, facilities for like pretty low cost and just have their own rest and um, Sabbath weekend up there. Um, It's a retreat site that's up in like Baraboo, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, And it's across the street from Devil's Lake, which is an ironic name for, you know, (laughs) a state park that's right across from a Christian retreat center. But um, I I really loved it there because of just like the feel of the, the space and just how willing they were to really, you know, let you use that space to encounter the Lord. There was a state park across the street where you can do hiking or kayaking if you're there in the summer, I mean if your your adults are into things like skiing there's also skiing places nearby so. Um, <laughs> but I think just the for me that the number one thing was how much I felt like they really caught they shared the vision of you know, this is a place where people can really encounter the Lord. Um, yeah so I don't yeah. Wanna-
1: no, I think that's I think that's important to mention because there are probably a ton of other places or sites where you could go that it's not Christian or Christ centered mm-hmm. and it's just like a facility. Yeah. I think there is something to be said about like a space and a place that is specifically yeah. laid out for like a church mm-hmm. or for you know a group that is intentional about their faith. And yeah. I think that's important to to consider. So um Mm -hmm. so expeditions expeditions unlimited in Baraboo, wisconsin
0: yeah Yeah. um and again not a paid advertisement for them (laughs) and that's and it's also not to say that other places like you know like like we would do retreats at lake geneva youth camp or dixon valley um conference center which is in illinois and i like that place too because it was proximity wise only 45 minutes away from where we lived so like whenever i had to Take a kid home because they are sick, or we forgot a cable at church. You know, we could run home pretty easily. Uh, whereas Barabo's a lot farther, but yeah. those were kind of like the ones that I went to. Uh, I will say this: if you're looking for something with more, you know, nicer amenity, amenities or like place, you know, like a college campus might be more. Yeah, you know, like one of those universities that, like, especially Christian colleges, oftentimes are yeah. open for things like this, like conferences and retreats during the summer, yeah. that might be more the, you know, it might just might be better for a group of adults. If yeah, it's high on the priority list.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's what our all church retreat does. We go to a, a college mm-hmm. campus up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. but I like how you name drop a few of the other retreat centers yeah. just in case we want to reach out for some sponsorships in the future. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good, good work on that. But I will take this opportunity to solicit you know, uh, uh, recommendations from our listeners. Right. So yeah. if you're not already following us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at bamboo pastors, or you can drop us a line at, you know, in our email, bamboo at gmail.com. Let us know what are some retreat sites that you know mm-hmm. of, if you're in the Midwest or for John, who's out in Northern California, if you have suggestions for him, let us know that'd be super helpful for us. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So go, go follow us there and go drop us a line and tell us what we need to know.
0: Yeah, and I've been to a few retreat sites out here now in like the Santa Cruz mountains or like near Muir Woods or something. It's pretty nice, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's different. (laughs) We can't,
1: of course, we cannot get that out over here.
0: Hard to compete in that specific realm. But you know what? We had like 48 hours of rain at our retreat this year in the Santa Cruz mountains, which was great for California because of our drought conditions. Um, but I would take, you know, I would take snow over rain Mm. any day. Yeah. Yeah. Because when it's snowing, even though you are going to get wet and kind of soggy and cold, there's just a lot more you can do with the snow than you can with buckets and buckets of rain. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's your true Chicagoan (laughs) speaking there, John. That's right. That's your inner Chicagoan speaking there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I wanted to ask you about, Jalen. You know, we've been talking for a little while, and maybe we'll kind of wrap up the podcast with this uh, part of the conversation is that the other side of retreats is speaking at retreats. And you have spoken at many retreats. Um, I'm actually heading to one in a week, um, speaking at a youth retreat uh, in Minnesota. I'm excited for that. I've kind of been in the, the middle of preparing for it. But I was thinking, what are some of the things that, like, you were talking about that that triage moment where you're trying to figure out who is this group that you're meeting with, that you know there are things that you'll have to discover about them in the moment of both speaking and engaging with them during that weekend or during that retreat that no email or phone conversation can clue you entirely in on until you're actually there. But what are some of the things that you know, you're looking for, thinking through as you head to a retreat? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think asking a lot of questions just from the different people who are going to be there. So Mm -hmm. um, if it's with students, you know, just asking a lot of questions of, you know, if you know, if you can identify who the student leaders are, you know, talking with them and asking them questions Mm -hmm. just about what they're interested in, what, you know, where people are in their faith, you know, don't just get the information from the guy who's planning it, but also asking some of the the student leaders there or some Mm -hmm. leaders who are there. Um, And I think, I think just hanging it, like making yourself available, right? Yeah. I think, like we've we've probably all been to retreats where the speaker is just he comes out to speak and then he hibernates for yeah. the rest of the time, right? He's he you literally see him for maybe like forty minutes or forty five mm-hmm. minutes and that's mm-hmm. it, and on a given given day, um, and that sticks with you, right? I think yeah. as a as somebody who's who's listening and hearing somebody speak, like as 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 good as they can preach and as uh as good of an exegete as they are um if you're not being able to engage with them that's that speaks you know too and so i think Mm -hmm. being available being present is super helpful um but yeah i mean what one thing that i think i'm i'm learning uh and i haven't i haven't done a retreat in, in a little bit of time now i am going on one in march um i'll be speaking at a retreat but i I kind of feel like even though I'm a guest speaker um, I'm also kind of seen as like a host, like I'm hosting this retreat in some ways. Hmm. Right. And so I, I take that on as a responsibility to say like, like welcome here, even though I've not done any of like the logistics or the planning or like, I don't get to choose where we're, we're going or what we're doing necessarily. Like just by nature of me being up there, um, kind of, by default, almost makes me feel like I'm a host. And so the way mm-hmm. that I engage with the people who are there, I have to switch my mindset of being, okay, like you're you're not hosting me. I'm actually hosting mm-hmm. you. So what does that mean in terms of like hospitality? Yeah. So I, that's an opportunity to exercise gifts of hospitality. And I don't think a lot of times that's not something that I was always aware of or clued into as a mm-hmm. speaker going in. And so I want mm-hmm. to, I want to do that more when when I do get invited to go speak at retreats is, is to have that mindset of like, okay, how can I be hospitable to the people who are going to be here? Uh, And and even though I'm not officially the Mm -hmm. host, like I recognize, okay, I do get to kind of show hospitality here. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And and I, I really resonate with that. And, And the funny thing is like, when, when I'm on the other side, I'm planning the retreat, I invite you to speak. I'm always thinking like, how can I serve speaker how can i make sure that their uh their needs are met because they have this very important responsibility to you know um, to share from god's word with us they're often giving up weekend with us their time with us you know like you said we have had experiences with i have seen speakers who they disappear but on the other hand you know especially all the speakers because we've had several of our guests have spoken at retreats for us. I can vouch for every single one of them that they spent every minute that they could, you know, with the people that that I serve and with yeah. our community. And I'm very thankful for that. So I want to do my best to make sure that they're well rested, that I don't send them back to where they came from, exhausted or, or whatever. Um, but you're right. Like now the other way, when I'm going in as a speaker, I think one of the things that I'm thinking about is like, how do I serve their leaders how do i serve their church right like how can i use not just the word that god has given me for this retreat but even my experience and my time and my energy and whatever relational capital i might have in a short amount of time how can i use that to serve them and bless them and i i think this is for me like that's one of the joys of being the retreat speaker for all like the extra because it is extra work you have to plan a sermon series that you may not normally use in your day-to-day ministry for all the extra work it's worth it because it's a chance for us to really bless and impact other people that we don't normally get to spend time with
1: Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely
0: i i have a question since you've spoken at more retreats than i have do you typically or or have you more often like written brand new sermon series for retreats or have you at times like because I know sometimes some speakers, they might have like just a set of, or a couple sets of retreat messages that link together well, oftentimes in depth, similar demographics, and they just adapt it a little bit from group to group. Have you done either of those or both, or tend to just rewrite every time?
1: Yeah. My, my typical approach is usually when we get asked to do retreats, I think it's, you know, they say, Hey, do you have something that you want to Mm-hmm. preachers there a theme. I I prefer to just say, Hey, you tell me what is going to be most beneficial for you all. Like, I think that's yeah. probably the the better way to go. Um, and so in that case, uh, I will typically have to write some newer sermons. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times where like a, a sermon I've preached in the past yeah. would just fit in well. Right. And so you mm-hmm. just kind of adapt it a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's kind yeah. of a blend. It's a hybrid, Yeah. but yeah. And I think that comes with too, just now for me having preached a lot more over the years. Like I just have a a larger catalog of sermons that I can kind of, you know, rework or, or, um, or put together. But yeah. yeah, And I I think that's really, I think that's helpful. I, I, I remember a professor saying that, um, it's not, it's not wrong. It's not bad to read the sermon, but Mm -hmm. you know, you know, just like, just like with, with, um, with, with leftover food, you want to, you want to, you want to warm it up well, you got to make it, (laughs) palatable right mm, and so mm-hmm. do the work of reheating it well and make and sure it's not it moldy correct yeah yeah, wow. yeah. so
0: uh, that's good yeah. advice I, i'm at the retreat that i'm speaking at coming up i am uh taking element or reusing uh a series that i had a message series that i had actually given at another retreat earlier this year and actually i'll just say this um by talking with the pastor uh, of the church that I'm speaking for you know we talked through some different options and I kind of shared like hey this has been on my heart as a series of messages for young people um, I felt like when I preached it at the previous church I resonated with it like in a way that I feel like this is something that the Lord wants me to continue sharing so I want to make that available and if you want me to go in a different direction I'm happy to do that but just so you know there's this is available. And so that's we good. talked through different options and and they landed on like, hey, that actually sounds pretty good. And then they shared with me where their group was at and where they felt like it might fit for them. And so I adapted those messages for this this new group. And so I'm excited to kind of share this a second time now um, with a, another group. And it, it's I think it's passages that have personally impacted me. And I think that that's the part that I'm, I'm excited about passing on yeah. to
1: others. Yeah
0: yeah we've been talking way longer than we were planning i think for this kind of episode no guests this is our first time well not our first time with no guests but first time maybe having like a longer topical discussion without a guest and this was fun jalen we always we always end these episodes with you know what's one piece of advice or encouragement for someone who's serving the chinese heritage church so maybe we can do a retreat themed piece of advice do you have anything and I'm well, you on the spot here we didn't so this.
1: my my takeaway is just to do that do them more for our people like i feel <laughs> like i feel like a a lazy pastor not not preparing retreats for my hmm. congregation for my people but i do want to uh, yeah this our conversation today has inspired me to um to think about that more and to and to get going on planning stuff cuz as you said i think it does give us It is a it's it's it it mixes up the rhythm of church life Mm -hmm. in a healthy way and can do that and I think that's something that we should all, um, yeah, put into practice is is looking for ways that are going to benefit our church, um, and I think retreats would be a great way to do that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, I think
0: for me, I um, well, one my the opposite conviction that I have is that speaking at retreats is a privilege, and so if if I'm able to, you know, both with the release from my church and also, you know, just, I'm not like going away every weekend, but within reason, you know, I feel like I probably need to be saying yes to opportunities, which is not me soliciting opportunities at all, but I just feel like I, when the Lord gives an opportunity, we got to say yes, and even though I would rather be on the planning side of the retreat, I think, I think that was my takeaway but what just something that i was thinking about or came to mind as we've been talking about retreats this whole time is that you know the ministry that we do on a weekend 3 days at a retreat is important and it's valuable and god can do some amazing things there but it's not more important than the ministry we do the other 362.25 days of the year so i think that's the that's the balance we have to hold is that we can't just be like oh we got to put all our eggs in this retreat weekend basket There's a lot of follow-up that has to happen. There's a lot of ministry that's got to be done after. But we also can look at this as a place where the Lord's going to work in in cool ways and memorable ways, maybe. And um, yeah, I think that hopefully is a good word or a good encouragement for our listeners. And uh, yeah, so it's been good recording tonight. Fun. We should maybe do this more often. I, I like this format of just the two of us. Talking through ministry and life and yeah
1: me too cool all right john always good to see you yep talk to you soon
0: that's the end of our episode thanks for joining us today on the bamboo pastors podcast make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the chinese church you can find us on twitter and instagram at bamboo pastors see you next time